0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Gina Bianca podcast, where we talk about life, business, entrepreneurship, the beauty industry, and beyond. My name is Gina Bianca, life and business coach, salon owner, educator, mastermind mentor, and your host of the Gina Bianca podcast. What is up, you guys? Welcome to the Gina Bianca podcast. It has been a minute. I have been... Pretty tired. Uh, I just found out I am pregnant. I am due in January and I'm so excited. This has been something that I have wanted for so long. And, um, you know, I just feel like the universe just has its perfect timing and I'm just so grateful and so excited. And my husband's excited, my family's excited. But I gotta be honest with you, over the last three months, I have been so tired. Like I don't even care about my job. I don't wanna do anything. I don't want to do anything except think about having a baby. I really just don't wanna do anything. So the podcast has taken a total backseat because I just like haven't been interested in anything. I haven't been motivated to do anything. And I think that that's just part of the process. You know, my hormones are crazy. My body is changing. My life is going to change dramatically. And I've had some other changes go on within my business, all good things. But, you know, it's definitely like a new season and I had to just put some things on the back burner. So I'm sorry if you missed me, but, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? So I wanted to come back and I was like, what haven't I talked about in a while on the podcast? And something I haven't really talked about is hair. Uh, We talk about business all the time and I love that, but I know a lot of you guys are hairdressers. So I have a really good topic that's part of my curriculum for the Hairstylist Hustle, which is my fall tour that I'm doing. I'll be doing it very pregnant and... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> definitely like oh my god what the fuck is this going to be like because i'm just used to touring one way and we'll see how it goes so i have a lot of support and a lot of people helping me so i'm really grateful for that but i was kind of thinking like what should i talk about what should we do this week on the podcast and I started flipping through my hundred plus page workbook that is going to be going out for my attendees and I saw a section I did on how to avoid relying on a root melt and I was like this is perfect because it's hair related but I don't have to show it I can talk about it. And I wanted to talk about it because, you know, root melting, we've been doing it, you know, for years now, it's been kind of something that a lot of hairstylists who are newer, they might rely on this, you know, and it's something that you don't have to rely on. And I can share with you some ways to not always use it as a crutch or maybe be able to skip it and not have to do it. Uh, The pros and cons of a root melt, you know, root melting is amazing. It gives you that amazing blend and longevity. It can obviously adjust the base if your guest wants to be darker or shifted Um, you know root melting gives you that seamless gorgeous look and that grow out you know some cons is that you know it could leave a band it could be harder to break through and it could just be a crutch you know you might foil not your best or you might balayage not your best because you know you're just going to melt it so I wrote out uh, for my workbook a few ways to avoid relying on a root And if you've taken my classes before, you know that I like to avoid root melting in classes because I really love to focus on color placement and I like for my students to see exactly what it looks like, what I'm doing on the, you know, application for the foils. Even if it's not perfect, I want my students to see exactly what it is. And I like to build that depth and longevity without... So sometimes it's necessary. That's really important. Uh, Sometimes root melting is necessary to get your guests to their desired result. So if their desired result is maybe a shifted base, a darker base, or maybe they do want that extra longevity uh, or more contrast, you might have to do a root melt. And that is okay. You want to just make sure your chart. Charging for it, I would recommend charging whatever you charge for a retouch for your root melt. Uh, if your retouch is on the higher side and you're kind of worried about charging, what you would charge. For a retouch, then maybe just charge based on time. But you wanna make sure you're including it in the price and making sure you're adjusting for that product and that time and that value of longevity. So some people aren't charging for it and it's building up over time to cost them a lot of money. And if you aren't charging for it and you wanna stop doing them on almost everybody, you wanna like, you know, maybe skip it and not have to rely on it this is a great podcast for you. If you're not charging for it and it's an integral part of your service, like this is how I do hair, this is how I put the finishing touch on it, this is how I put my signature on it, that's okay too. But you wanna make sure you're charging for it. So maybe add an additional 20 to 30 minutes of extra time and make sure you price that accordingly. Or you wanna go in and maybe add it as an a la carte or an add-on item. So, number one, the first way that you can avoid doing a root melt is you can use another blending strategy called tease. You might use tease and uh, a root melt and feathering. You might use a lot of different ways to blend. But one thing that you can do is you can adjust your teasing height. So, the lower you tease, so if you're imagining a section of hair and you're about to foil it. And if you tease lower, so if you tease toward the bottom of the hair strand and push all of that hair up, you're going to leave more depth behind. So what you can do, for example, if you're starting, you know, in the mohawk section and you're starting right at the forehead, if you were wanting to have closer to the scalp, you would maybe not tease right there maybe you would just, you would apply your color close for a money piece. And then maybe for your next section, you tease one time, but you tease a little bit lower. Or maybe you start by teasing higher. And then for your next section, you tease lower and lower and lower. And as you work your way back in that Mohawk section, because everything will fall vertically in the Mohawk, if you're kind of starting at the forehead and working your way back, or even if you go diagonal, you know, you can create a pretty uniform look if you're going diagonal or vertical uh, up through the Mohawk. But just for visual purposes and explaining this without like kind of showing you, What you can do is you can start by teasing higher, you know, maybe teasing toward the base to just give a little bit of blend. And then as you work your way back, you can tease lower and lower and lower and lower. And that is going to build depth. So you don't have to go ahead and do the root melt. You won't have to root melt because you're doing it vertically or diagonally, which will give you an even look on both sides. If you're going horizontal, it's kind of hard in the Mohawk to make everything perfect and blended. If you're going vertically or diagonally in the Mohawk, it's very easy to get that uniform look because of the way the hair falls. So if you're going to start a little closer to the base and then your next section, you're going to tease lower and then lower and then lower. That is one way to avoid the root melt because you're building depth and leaving that depth behind by strategically teasing. Now, another way you can avoid the root melt is the same idea, but where you glue down your product. So I always say glue where you want saturation to begin. So picture this, you're taking your section, you anchor your foil or your balayage, you get ready to balayage, and then your first section that you put the color down, you're gluing it down. And then from there, you can feather up, you can blend, whatever you want, but Imagine gluing lower and lower and lower and lower as you work your way back. Depending on where you're applying the color, you know whether you're doing it in the back, whether you're doing it in the Mohawk or the sides, just imagine gluing lower and lower and lower so you're leaving the depth, you're building the depth as you're working through the hair in your application. You can combine teasing and gluing lower and lower and lower to build the depth and not have to do the root melt. Another thing that you can do is you can adjust your section size. So you can start with really small sections, you know, the smaller the section, the lighter and brighter the result and the closer to the scalp. So say around the entire hairline, you take really small sections, they're close together, you don't have a lot of reserve, and maybe you're going closer to the base and around the hairline. And then as you work your way to the crown in any direction, it could be from the sides, it could be from that front forehead section and working your way back to the crown or it could be from the nape working your way up to the crown you can take larger and larger sections the closer you get to the crown so by taking larger sections you're going to leave more reserve so you can take a larger initial section skim off leave reserve that way or you can take larger sections tease and glue lower to build that depth as well so these are all ways you could strategically place your color to avoid you you using the root mount. The other thing you can do, and if you are you know, a fan of haircutting, obviously you understand elevation, tension, over direction. When you're over directing forward, you will slightly build in some depth, especially if you're gluing and feathering lower and lower. So just that slight over direction, if you're over directing forward, is going to help you build depth. And this is specifically good when you're doing a tip out. So if you're doing a tip out and you over direct everything from center back forward, you're going to build some depth that way. As well and that could give you some blend to help you avoid doing a root melt Another thing you can do to avoid a root melt is add a tiny little baby light in between all of your big sections. If you're balayaging or doing big, thick, chunky foilage pieces or statement pieces, adding a baby light that's going to fall over it. So maybe dropping the hair to see how it falls and then saying, okay, perfect. I'm going to add a baby light. That's going to be my insurance piece. That's going to give you a little bit of softness. So maybe if you feather that baby light and it's not totally close to the base that can add some softness and diffusion as well. So you don't have to do all that extra blending in the bowl. All right. Awesome. So I wanted to keep this short and sweet and I wanted to give you guys just some, you know, good hair tips so that you can go back behind the chair and start like looking at your guests maybe a little bit differently looking at your application a little bit differently and maybe saving some time and you know increasing your productivity so if you're always doing a root melt on somebody and you want to see if you can get away with it or maybe just create stronger blends uh, in your application and your initial placement I hope that this podcast helped and if it did please Please share it. I would love to support your friends and any other hairstylists that you know. So if you love this episode, share it. If you like my podcast, please leave a review. And of course, if you have never met me in person or never taken a class, or if you've taken tons of classes and want to take another one, I have a brand new class coming up called The Hairstylist Hustle. I'm teaching in 23 cities in the fall, starting in August. So go ahead and visit ReginaBianca.com slash hairstylist hustle, and you'll see all of the cities and dates I hope to see you there and I hope you have an amazing day see you on the next one